اشہد اللہ الہ الا اللہ وحدہ لا شریک لہ واشہد ان محمد عبده ورسول اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم After the Friday service, we usually have a brief few-minute chat. And today, what I want to, in a few words, say something about freedom of speech and democracy all over the world. <coughs> you see, the concept of leadership in Islam is very different to the concept of leadership in other religions. And I will give you an example that uh, Hazrat Abu Bakr when uh, he became Khalifa, the following day Hazrat Umar saw him in the street. Hazrat Abu Bakr ta'ala, was uh, a merchant, he was a trader, he used to sell cloth. And Hazrat Umar said, where are you going? And he said, I'm going to open my shop. And Hazrat Umar said, well, I think leadership of the Ummah is perhaps a full-time job and you shouldn't open your mosque, uh, your shop and go to the mosque and deal with people's affairs. And Hazrat Abu Bakr said, <coughs> in that case, how will my family survive? Where am I going to get money to feed my family? So I have to do this. And then Hazrat Umar came upon, came upon a very good argument. He said, Oh Abu Bakr, tell me this. Do you think, do you want people to think that you are fair and just to everyone. And Hazrat Abu Bakr said, of course, as the head of the community, I can't show favoritism to anyone. So Hazrat Umar said, consider this. A man always buys cloth from your shop. <clears throat> Not because it's the best, but because he thinks if I have a problem and I go to Abu Bakr, he, he will solve it in my favor because I do my shopping at his place. And consider this, a man never comes to you. He goes to your competitor to buy his cloth. And he comes to you and you give a decision against him. And he will say, ah, you see, every time I went shopping, Abu Bakr saw the fact that I never went to his shop, but I went to the shop next door or his competitor or across the road. That is why he's giving, giving a decision against me. So Hazrat Abu Bakr said, fine, I'll close down my shop, but how will I survive? And Hazrat Umar then mentioned a small amount that uh, the treasury will pay Hazrat Abu Bakr to, uh, for his family to survive. And one day Hazrat Abu Bakr went home and after the meal his wife brought out some sweet dish. And Hazrat Abu Bakr said that I had calculated that 
the treasury should pay you enough for us to keep our body and soul together. Where's this sweet dish come from? And the wife said, well, every day I saved a little. And it's taken six months for me to save up enough money, money for us to be able to have sweet dish after a meal. And Hazrat Abu Bakr said, ah, oh, I see. So I miscalculated and I've been overpaying you. So he gave instructions that his stipend should be reduced by the same amount. And not only that, when Hazrat Abu Bakr died and his will was read out in the Prophet's mosque, the first thing it said was, number one, my property should be sold and every single penny that I have taken from the treasury to uh, act as the Khalifa should be returned to the treasury. And then, if there's anything left, left that should be distributed amongst my children. Can you see this is what being a leader is about. And can you see that it is only possible if democracy is not expensive? If you need a hundred million dollars to spend on your election campaign, on advertising in the newspapers and uh, on television and radio and billboards and God knows what else and people sitting there ringing thousands of other people for donations and so on, then the rich are going to be benefit, are going to benefit. Just like the man who would have gone to Hazrat Abu Bakr's shop to buy cloth from there. There's no difference. Why is there, why is there Hardly any congressman or senator in state capitals or Washington DC who would dare to speak out against NRA. Mr. Trump got 30 million dollars I think it was. The local congressman or senator or whoever it is was given 7 million dollars by NRA. This is to protect their interest. This is exactly the example that Hazrat Abu Bakr, Hazrat Umar told will be set. People will come to your shop to buy goods from you because they would expect a favor. NRA is doing exactly the same thing. Do you think they would give a candidate money who is going to ban People from uh, holding handguns, automatic rifles and whatever else you have. The concept of doing the right thing has disappeared. The concept of doing something because it benefits the people of my country has disappeared. The only thing important these days is how can I get ahead? How can I make sure 
that uh, I'm electing, elected at the next election. I won't name this country, but I will end with this example. This merchant banker, I was on the, uh, on the underground and uh, this, this guy had a report in his lab. It said investment opportunities in this particular country. And his friend was uh, talking to him and uh, he said, uh, uh, are there any investment opportunities in this country for merchant banks? And he said, you cannot imagine how many opportunities there are for a merchant bank to open a branch in this country. And he said, what does the report say? And he says, I recommend don't open a branch in that country. And he said, why? And the guy said, well, I went to meet the minister for banking or whatever it was. And I had this wonderful presentation about how we will give loans to these people and how they will build factories and people will get jobs and they'll pay income tax. And he said, three minutes into my uh, presentation, the man said, don't waste my time. And he says, I said to the, to the minister, well, give me a few more minutes. You know, perhaps I haven't explained everything. He said, look, calculation is very simple. At the last election, I had to spend 10 million. I, at the next election, I will have to spend 15 million. And I don't even know if I, I'll be elected. So I've got to recoup the 10 million that I spent at the last election plus the 15 million that I need for the next election. So that's 25 million. Plus if I'd put that 25 million in an interest bearing account, I would have earned another 5 million. So that's 30 million. Now you tell me how much more above 30 million are you going to give me? And then we can talk about letting you open a branch in my country. Forget, forget about the fact that you'll give loans and factories will be built and people will get jobs and people will be employed and they will pay tax and the government will be better off. He said, I have no interest in that. The only interest I have is what goes into my own pocket. And unfortunately, <clears throat> that is how politics has gone all over the world. Harun will remember Mr. Wilson, who became prime minister. And to the day he died, he just had one bank account with the post office. I didn't, I shudder to think how many accounts Mr. Tony Blair has and in, in how many different banks and in how many different countries, particularly Arab, Arab countries where he's got loads of uh, friends and, and uh, so on. So as I don't have any knowledge of that, I won't comment on that because his wife is a very sharp lawyer and he'd probably be after me with the knife to get my house. Um, and that is the sad thing. Islam teaches that to be a leader, you have to sacrifice your own desires and wishes and serve the people and sacrifice for them. And until all over the world, it doesn't matter where you are, England or America or whatever, until we get that spirit back into our leaders, that we are there to serve people and do the right thing we'll continue to see the like of shootings in, 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 in uh, Florida. You know, if you go to Washington, D.C., I was there a couple of years ago, and you walk down a straight street from White House. On your left-hand side, there is a park. It's full of homeless people 
who was sleeping out in the open. This is across the road from White House. Not very far, not in some desert in, in, in Nevada or Utah or somewhere. Anyway, that is all for today.